priced for a pragmatic energy transition. The other day, a New York Times columnist contrasted the relative outperformance of oil stocks with plunging solar and wind. He concluded that the stock market is oblivious to the threat of climate change, whereas the UN and other scientists believe we must reduce greenhouse gas emissions to zero by 2050. The writer Jeff Summer briefly contemplated who was right, the market's apparently sunny outlook or the scientist's dare one. He quickly concluded that the market was wrong. Well, he is a journalist at the New York Times. Summer thinks energy investors are focused on the short term and ignoring climate change. I'm an energy investor, and I think about the energy transition all the time. If you invest in this sector, you have to have a perspective on how the world's use of energy will evolve. The International Energy Agency believes the world will eliminate global greenhouse gases by 2050, but all the data points to global energy consumption increasing, and emissions may be falling by then, but certainly not reaching zero. It's the difference between what some people think should happen and what others think will likely happen. Energy stocks began pricing for the risk of climate change and the energy transition many years ago. The fear that crude oil reserves and natural gas pipelines would become stranded assets, abandoned well short of their useful lives, has been steadily gained importance for at least the past decade. The S&P Energy Index, which is dominated by ExxonMobil and Chevron, who together represent 45%, has lagged the S&P 500 for seven of the past 10 years and three of the past five. Along with the American Energy Independence Index, or the AEITR, both have underperformed the market over 10 years, but are approximately even over the past five. This reflected investors discounting the impact of the energy transition. In 2020, investor excitement about the prospects for renewable energy peaked. The S&P Clean Energy Index, call it S&P Renewables, had a huge year, but has since lost half its value. That's because many of these companies aren't doing that well. Orsted, one of its top 10 holdings, is likely to book a $5 billion loss on its U.S. offshore wind business. First Solar swung to a $281 million operating loss last year on revenues of $2.6 billion. Over the past five years, an investment in pipelines has outperformed renewables. But it's not true to suggest energy investors aren't considering climate change. It's foremost in the thinking of most who have exposure there and one of the top reasons for those who avoid the sector. This is most visible in valuations. Midstream energy infrastructure corporations yield over 6% with a distributed cash flow yield of 11% forecast to rise to 12% next year, according to J.P. Morgan. Large MLPs yield 8% with distributed cash flow yields of 14%. These are attractive valuations by most historical standards, and they're only available because many investors still assume fossil fuels are going away within the next decade or so. Political soundbites matter. Just over four years ago, candidate Biden said, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel. He wasn't specific about when, and in a more sober moment during February State of the Union, he conceded, we're still going to need oil and gas for a while. The market is priced for his first statement and only warily acknowledges the second. S&P Renewables soared on the election rhetoric and has plummeted on the financial results, reflecting Ben Graham's quote that in the short run the market is a voting machine, but in the long run it is a weighing machine. Renewable stocks have continued falling this year, even though the 2022 misnamed Inflation Reduction Act provided huge subsidies. 
First Solar, the biggest component of S&P Renewables, is down by a third since March. It trades at around 18 times 2023 earnings, modestly less than the S&P 500 at 19.8, so even now hardly looks out of favor. JP Morgan rated overweight, calling it a safe haven. They have a $220 one-year price target, which is up 50% from here, and forecast 2024 earnings per share at $14 a share, up from $8 this year. Wells Fargo rates First Solar overweight with a $215 price target. They expect EPS to double next year. This does not look like a stock short of love from sell-side analysts. Often, long-term energy forecasts confuse aspirational with likely. This natural gas chart shows both. The IEA net zero is not in our future. Their stated policies run is plausible. Making such projections objective draws the ire of climate extremists. You have to screen out the hyperbole. Jeff Summer of the New York Times is confusing recent market performance with valuations. Energy stocks, especially midstream, are cheap. They've been cheaper, to be sure, especially during the first few months of the pandemic in 2020. But they are still priced defensively, in our view. The first solar example shows a bullish outlook for solar panels. It's just not longer priced as if Biden's election rhetoric was anything more than a soundbite to pick up some gullible far-left votes. The energy transition is clearly priced into energy stocks. What's not priced in is the certainty of the world eliminating greenhouse gas emissions by 2050, called zero by 50. That's an extreme forecast, and while theoretically possible, it's becoming steadily less plausible every day. By their actions, people around the world are showing concern about emissions while stopping short of economic suicide by following the most extreme policy prescriptions. Zero by 50 is intended to limit global warming related to human sources of greenhouse gas emissions to one and a half degrees Celsius above 1850. Temperatures are already 1.1 degrees warmer than that benchmark. We're living with it, not yet extinct. Cost-effective emissions reduction looks like smart risk management of our only planet. Reducing living standards around the world with impetuous choices does not.